the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, welcome back, everybody. 602-508-0960. Sitting next to me here is Kevin, the service manager of Auto Dynamics in Sun City. Then next to him is Chuck, who is Derek's dad. And Chuck is kind of retired right now. Derek, you're kind of handling the show for on the Auto D side. Mm-hmm. Okay. Does he tell you what to do? Uh, no, sir. <laughs> Does, does he yell at you sometimes when he thinks you should have gone left when you really went right? Yes. Oh, that happens. Uh, a lot. My kids would say the same thing. So nevertheless, we have the lines open, and we're going to talk to Dan in just a second, and 602-508-0960, and we've got three guys that actually are presently in this, the repair business. Chuck's kind of retired, and I'm kind of retired too, so it's really Derek and, and Kevin. Dan, good morning. How can we help you? Uh, yes, got uh, two questions. One, I have a Volkswagen diesel, it's a Jetta, and it's a 2005, and I'm looking for a shop on the west side of town. Kevin, you want any part of that uh, Jetta? <laughs> <laughs> well, how far west are you? I'm in Goodyear. Okay. Uh, you guys are quite a bit north of there. I think I would have you call uh, Harker's Automotive at 38th Avenue in Indian School. I, I want to tell you something, and I'm, I don't mean to hurt your feelings or anything, but us gray-haired guys know that the cost of the repair will, any kind of repair from a diesel side, a fuel injection pump or, or uh, any kind of fuel delivery stuff, will exceed the value of the vehicle. And that's kind of the hitch and the giddy up when you look at a car that is a well-known car that's doesn't it has pattern failures, and it's not the most reliable. I mean, the VW Bug and the Jetta Diesel are the difference between left and right, up and down, night and day. So if if you go to Harker's, I would suggest you go there, 38th Avenue and Indian School, and I suggest you call first and talk to Ellen. Her husband Bob runs the shop, but Ellen runs the front. And just tell her you've got this VW Jetta diesel and you want somebody to check it out for you. That's what I would do. Okay. Um, tell then, me again the symptoms. What What's it doing? Running poorly? It doesn't start? What do you got? Well, right now, it's, it's, it's I was just wanting a place to get oil changes and fuel filters and that kind of stuff. But it has been slow to crank on me, especially when it was cold. But, uh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk back everything I said to you. Um, if you're in the Goodyear area, I would use S&S Tire to do your oil changes and your tire rotations, stuff like that. Okay. Um, with respect to slow cranking, that's no different than a gas motor. So we're gonna check the battery's strength, and we're gonna check how much um, amps the, the starter draws. We're gonna make sure that you somebody hasn't put peanut butter in the engine oil, so it makes it it drags it in the winter time. So finding out that 
why it doesn't go da 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 and it goes ra 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 in an exaggerated way you understand that's yeah. the same as gas and diesel both so if if i would you i would say to the shop i have a slow crank and this is we need more information that it's only cold first thing in the morning it never does it during the day i'm just giving you examples you would fill in the blanks um, sometimes it doesn't, and sometimes it doesn't, and blah, blah, blah. You kind of give them the square box, and then you say, "Do you? can you give me an estimate? And, Kevin, we'd probably go with, like, an electrical systems test first. Absolutely. Test the battery, test the starter, test the uh, alternator and the belt and all that kind of stuff. Let's make sure that all of that is up to snuff. Now, Kevin, electrical systems test. I'm going to say between 50 and 100, just depending on the shop. I agree. Okay. Yeah, that's normally to test the battery, the starter, and the alternator. Make sure the starter doesn't have an exorbitant amount of draw on it. Make sure the alternator output is accurate and that the battery is good. Yeah, and and that's where you're going to almost run into the problem. You're going to find the problem in that test, I would say, 85% of the time you're going to find the problem. I agree. It could also be if you say it's just in the morning and not during the day, then the question is, is do you see smoke? Because if one of the injectors leaking, it's going to fill a cylinder with diesel fuel, and it's going to crank slow until we shove all that diesel fuel out the exhaust. But when it does start, it's going to blow black smoke. Where other times it starts right up and it doesn't blow black smoke. You, you see, there's those kinds of things that are very helpful and save you money on the diagnostic side. Does that make sense, Dan? Yep. Yeah. It, it seems like it uh, does worse when it's been sitting sitting for a couple of days. Okay. Do you have a voltmeter? Do you have one of those digital voltmeters? I do. Okay. So this is what I would do if I were you. You can do a little bit of this yourself. Um, Open up the hood, park the car, and check the battery voltage. It should be somewhere pretty close to 13 volts. Okay? The next day, you're going to leave the the keys in your pocket, and the next day you pop the hood, and you check the voltage again. And you do that three or four days in a row. The question is, is, are we losing battery? Are we losing voltage over three or four days? Now when you come in and you go, it goes from 13 to 12.1, then that really gives us a head start. You've saved yourself some diagnostic money. Yeah, self, self-discharging on the battery. Yes, or, or a trunk light is on, or the regulators, uh, the uh, diodes are out of the alternator. There's just a lot of things that can cause that problem. Under the best of conditions, if you want to test the alternator, here's a rough way to do it, a rough way to do it. You take the battery voltage, and then you start the car and hold the idle up, and you should have an increase of about 1 volt. So if it goes to 12.8, it should probably go pretty close to, to 12.9, or 12.8 to 13.8. So you're okay. looking for about one, um, 1 volt higher than what we call dead battery. The key's in your pocket. What's the battery voltage? Now we start it up, bring the idle up, and what's the battery voltage? That doesn't guarantee the alternator's good, but that guarantees that the, the the regulator's half working, but we don't know about the diodes and we don't know about the belt. So there's more testing that needs to be done. Okay? Okay. And you got time for another question? Yes. Go right ahead. i got a uh, motorhome. It's got a uh, V10 Trident. It's a 2006, 2007 model. And it's got a four-speed transmission with an overdrive yeah e4od i think they call that yeah and that thing shifts terrible when some i'm cruising say around town say at like uh 65 five ish and you get these little rises that go over the overpasses Mm -hmm. 
it'll drop three or four miles per hour going up the hill, then the overdrive will kick off. And then I'm almost at the top of the hill, and then it downs, and from fourth to third is a big distance. So it drops down to third for a few seconds, and like the engines are going to explode, and then you're at the top of the hill, and then it shifts back, shifts back to overdrive. Okay, okay. Kevin, what do you think? Well, that's a toughie, especially with a motorhome because of the, the gross vehicle weight. It's a lot, a lot of weight to be pulling up the hill. Um, as far as the shift patterns go, though, the first things we normally would look at is to see if the computer has seen anything. It does have OBD2 on it, being that uh, 2006, you say. Um, we look for trouble codes to start off with and see if the computer's seen anything that would be in relation to that. One of the things that I hear him say is is that he's going really deep into the throttle, and he's saying it's downshifting on him. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the computer's doing that. So the well, question look, is... This is when I'm in cruise control, and I'm trying to... And it does this by itself. And it's uh-huh. like if you turn the overdrive off, it would do a lot better, but I, it doesn't have a button to turn the overdrive off. Okay. What I'm saying is, is depending on where the throttle is, and I don't care if your foot's on it or if you're... You know, crutches on it or whatever. The throttle dictates where the transmission is going to go. So, yeah. I, I, what I'm saying is, is I wonder if you have a loss of power. You're struggling. Do you, have you always struggled to get this beast up the overpass? Well, yeah, it's it's sitting there. It's at that speed in overdrive. It's only doing like two thousand RPM. You, so you, I need you to answer the question though, because what you're doing is you're giving me stuff that I already I, I heard you the first time. What I'm trying to determine is, if the thing had power, it would climb up over a freeway with hardly any effort whatsoever. But if you're going up one side of the freeway, and all of a sudden the computer is controlling that, and it sees you're, you're losing speed, it sees your foot 75% on the throttle, the computer's going to pick another gear. So the question well, is, is your fuel filter could be plugged up. Well, like when I'm going a little faster, if I say if I get up above the speed limit, then it will climb the hill fine because it's, it's higher up on the torque curve. Okay, so you think it's the transmission? Well, I'm just wondering, is there some way I can get a switch installed in this thing that's where I can defeat the overdrive where it doesn't downshift all the time? Are you sure there isn't a button at the end of the shifter? No. there okay. is, the, the button on the end of the shifter puts it into, uh, uh, it doesn't turn off the overdrive, but it puts it in uh, towing mode. Okay. Well, I'm pretty sure it takes it out of overdrive when it does that. But nevertheless... Um, I think what you should do is manually shift it and see how that change. See if it changes. Pull it down and low, drive it, and do that a couple of times, and then do it on flat and do it on a hill or whatever. Just manually shift it and see if you if you if you like it. R- right now, um, I think that that's an overdrive button. Um, I think it's a tow haul mode, and, and of course that's 14 years ago that we dealt with that. But um, I'm I'm pretty sure that if you push that button, it's going to drop a gear for you. And it's going to give you more power. And lockup is just one revolution of the motors, one revolution of the transmission. Where when we take the lockup out, then we're going to have a little bit of slipping going on. So I could be wrong, and I, I can promise you, if I'm wrong, everybody will call me and tell me. But at, at that right now, what part of town do you live in? I'm on the, the west west side of Goodyear. Okay, I don't have anybody out there. You can call S&S Tire and see if they have a mechanical area as well. You can call them and ask them. Um, I'd probably bring it in to Billy at 25th Street Auto 
and uh, he's in Indian School in 25th. Uh, Martin Repairs at Indian School in 16th. We got Harkers at 38th Avenue and Indian School. He'd probably be a little closer. But you'd want to call him and tell him that you'd like to come because, you know, we need a big parking lot, and then we're going to go take a ride with you. Or you can say to them, what will you charge me to take a ride, and I can demonstrate what I'm showing you. That's that's probably the best thing to do. Do you have an owner's manual for that? Uh, yes. Okay. Just look at it again. I think to you know call a couple of transmission shops if you want. And I think to haul button just unlocks the torque converter, so that that just takes the lock up away. But like I said, I could be wrong. Anyway, Dan, good luck to you. Good luck to you. And Dan is are you the motorhome guy or the Jetta guy? Both. Both. Okay, that was the second question. That's what that kind of that that kind of threw me for a loop. Okay. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960, the lines are wide open. If you'd like to ask us a car question, we'd more, be more than happy to help you. Let's face it, we love Alexa, and we love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. But she could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the Patriot Phoenix skill. After she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the Patriot Phoenix. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what's your favorite radio station? That's easy. Intelligent Talk, 960, The Patriot. Hello, I'm Greg May, owner of Phoenix Body Works. For 35 years, we've been demonstrating our workmanship, our honesty, our integrity, and our exceptional customer service. We are blessed to have so many repeat customers who refer their friends and family. We have ethical, loyal technicians who have been with us for years. They are ICAR certified, which means they are up to date on the latest technology and techniques. So your repairs meet or exceed industry standards. Our technicians are truly part of our family. We are very capable of fixing your car. We pull off damaged parts. We pull your frame and body mounts back to where they should be. Then we install the new parts. We align both the front and rear end. Then your car is back to the way it was when new. Our customers come from all over the valley. I'm Greg May. Remember, it's your vehicle. You pick the shop, not the insurance company. Phoenix Body Works, we want to be your collision repair specialist. Call us, 623-582-1434, Monday through Friday, 9 to noon on Saturday. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app, your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Have you thought about investing in real estate but don't know where to start? Thinking about a home-based business to create a financial future that you control? Tune into Wealth Empowers with Dr. G and Kevin Lawrence, Sundays at 7 a.m. You'll learn the mechanics of real estate investing so that you can avoid the typical pitfalls and eliminate the trial and error that many unseasoned investors encounter. Don't wait. Take control of your future. Tune in to Wealth Empowers with Dr. G and Kevin Lawrence, Sundays at 7 a.m. Maybe it's time to take a fresh look at everything we thought we knew about landing a great job. For instance, what if phenomenal careers start at the middle school science fair instead of at the job fair? If being the captain of the robotics team means just as much on a college application as being captain of the football team. And if knowing the quadratic formula is every bit as important as knowing the right people. Well, the fact is, the jobs of the future will be heavily geared towards science, technology, engineering, and math. In other words, the future is STEM. More opportunities, 
better pay. And the road to these great jobs starts as early as middle school. So if you're a student, talk to your school counselor about STEM. If you're a parent, talk to your kids. Because the job you'll get in the future may very well depend on what you do today. A public service message from America's Navy. So, you know, I'm a dog, and I'm kind of new to this family, but I've noticed a trend. My humans do this thing where they go around and get all my toys and hide them in this basket, but it's always the same basket, and it's always the same place. And then they act so surprised when I find them. But I'm like, hello, that's where you put it last time. Humans are the worst at hide-and-go-seek. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. Patriot app tip number two. Set the Patriot as an alarm clock. Open the app, click in the upper right-hand corner, and select Alarm Clock. It's that easy. And now you'll wake up to the Patriot. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. The mechanic raised up from under my Welcome hood. back, everybody. 20 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Mark Salem here, Chuck Nide, um, who's Derek's father, and Derek runs Auto Dynamics, which Chuck opened and ran a whole long time ago. And then we've got Kevin, who's a service manager at Auto Dynamics. So we've got in this room probably close to almost 100 years of auto repair. Because you and I have 40 each. <laughs> so, Kevin, how many you got? I'm close to 30. Started okay. out when I was 18. So how's that? Is that 40, 80, and 30 is 110? And Derek? Uh, yeah, I've been, you know, since uh, 2008. Okay. So we got more than the 100 I thought we were at. Nevertheless, um, let me tell you about a really great shop. Blackwell Automotive is up at 40th and Greenway. Tom's a good guy. He knows what he's talking about. He's really good at what he does. And right now, with the pandemic, then... Auto repair is one of those essential services, and all of us have had to fit that bill. So if you live anywhere near 40th and Greenway, and frankly, folks, that whole North Scottsdale area there by the 101 where it turns west, I can only find one shop that really does a good job, and that's Blackwell. Again, it's at 40th Street and Greenwell, and it's just north of Greenway on 40th Street. So if you're in that area and you're looking for a good auto repair shop, may I suggest Blackwell Automotive. Jim, good morning. Hi. Hi. Uh, I have uh, two questions. Uh, one is, uh, do you recommend cleaning uh, mass sensors? And the other one is, do uh, in-tank electric fuel pumps, do they usually give an indication when they're starting to go out? Will it lay down at higher RPM or something? Okay, Kevin, take the clean the, clean the math. All right, so cleaning the math. Uh, let me ask you, first of all, are you trying to remedy a symptom or a problem? No, and uh, I was, they make, as you probably know, they make a spray specifically for that, and I've had people tell me that it's not recommended that you clean those, but I don't know. Okay, let me ask you, let me change this question, okay? Kevin, have you ever cleaned your MAF on your wife's car, your MAF airflow sensor? Yes. And was it symptom-driven or was it maintenance? Symptom-driven. Okay. Kevin, do you ever clean your, your, your wife's? A mass airflow sensor or your own or your mother's or your father's or your wife's brother and sister as far as maintenance is concerned no okay that's i think that's the issue jim is yes you can clean your math yes that's a really good way for us to um sell you services we can it's easy to sell and a lot of us don't do it unless it's symptom driven 
So if we have a mass airflow sensor code and we've got a reading, the mass, the mass airflow sensor has a little bitty wire on it. The wire needs to measure the air that goes over it. The wire is kind of red hot, and how the voltage changes is how the computer knows. The wire gets fuzzy like it's got a jacket on, and so you can't really see what it's supposed to see. So when you clean it, it's kind of like on one side, turn it over, and then we're done. If you use a whole can, you just wasted a whole can. But if you want to clean it yourself, then that's how you do it. You and, the, uh, and yeah, the uh, fuel pump in the uh, in the fuel tank, uh, the old mechanical pumps, as I recall, when they started going out, they would frequently start crapping out at uh, high RPM, and then you know just get worse and worse. And I'm just wondering if there's any indication that these electric ones give before they fail. Okay, go Kevin. Well, yeah, they can. Um, sometimes they become more audibly noticeable or noisy you know as the vehicles run and sometimes they'll start to whine or scream a little bit or what have you and then and then sometimes if you have a symptom such as long cranking or extended cranking before a start sometimes that can indicate that the fuel pump is is bleeding down the pressure not holding pressure up into the fuel rail um so there are a few different things that might give you an indication before it actually does fail yes but let me add on to kevin he's right it's fuel pressure regulator can go bad and drop the pressure so that's not part of the pump the pump will whine and make noise because the college kids keep an eighth of a tank to flat empty in their cars. We use the gasoline to cool and lubricate the pump. So unless you carry a quarter tank all the time, you're going to expose that pump to to environment it doesn't want to do. So in your particular case, let's change the question. Kevin, how many people have come in with a bad fuel pump that had symptoms before that baby just went to fuel pump heaven? Very few. Yeah. That's really the issue. If if you have to go into the fuel system or you have to drop the tank for something, like a, an evaporative <clears throat> valve on the top of the tank that sure. we have to replace, you got 100,000 miles, then yes, let's do the pump because the labor has already been absorbed by the other job we're doing. So let's do the pump and the sending unit at the same time. How many miles are you got on your car, Jim, that you're talking about? Over 200,000. And you've never had a pump in it? Uh Uh-uh. Okay, well, let me just change that. Kevin, I got 200,000 miles on my car, and I'm on the original pump. Would you let me take your kids to Disneyland? I would be a little wary of that, to be honest with you. (laughs) I I would, too. Jim, I I would think, based on the 200,000 miles, 200,000 miles represents eight times around the equator. Eight times. It's 25,000 miles around the girth of the Earth. So if my math's right, Derek... That's eight times around the earth. Mm-hmm. So that gives you a, an idea how many miles your car's driven. So, yes, I would replace the pump if I were you. Okay? Uh, okay. All right. Thank you, Jim. Thank you very much. Jay, you're up next. Jay? Hello. Hello, Jay. Go right ahead, sir. Do, um, can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, we've got a 98 Chevy pickup um work truck it's got the uh just a two-wheel drive uh 4.3 uh v6 yep um we're having some shifting issues on it uh just this last week or so um what's happening is when you start it up it may or may not um activate the shifting uh system i guess the the easiest way to describe it what happens is that my gauges come up, uh, the 
temperature, the oil pressure, et cetera, gas, all work properly, but the shift indicator light does not come on. The tachometer does not come up. And when you go to uh, put it in gear, uh, it goes into gear, but it will start in second gear instead of first. Um, when it's working, the tack light comes on. I mean, the shift light comes on. The tack comes up. Uh, oh, and the speedometer does not function either when this uh, is not functioning. Okay. And um, and so what I've done is um, a couple of times when it's doing that when it when it does when it doesn't come on you'll see right away because the shift light doesn't come on. Okay. And the okay. We work. need to kind of speed this up. But what do you do to make it better if that's where you're going? Well. Um, It'll come on randomly. I mean, it, okay. it, it'll it never come up. It'll never come on if you just start keep driving it. It'll Okay. Okay. Uh, All right. Let, let me explain. We've got a power problem somewhere because you've got a tachometer that's going. You've got half of your dash, and some of this stuff is not working. So what we really have to do is, is get all that working first. I don't think I would do anything to the transmission. I think what I would do is fix the symptoms you have. So I would be looking at the ignition switch for sure. And I'd be looking at the park neutral switch for sure. But it sounds like there's a communication problem between all of the things you're talking about and that PC or that computer inside the car. But your 1998 computer might as well be a Fred Flintstone computer because we've been around the block with that car a couple hundred times. So it's not going to be some sophisticated line that carries 400 signals a second. That 98 is going to be a little easier to diagnose. So... I think what you need to do is deal with the tachometer and some of the instrument panel issues, and then that that will lead you to the repair. I doubt very seriously if having your transmission rebuilt is going to fix this problem. I think the transmission is a symptom of the problem that you have. I only got 15 seconds, but I'm sure that, uh, Jay, if you'll stay right there, then uh, Kevin's going to have an opinion, but I'm six seconds away. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. Did you know Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Raintree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Are you tired of all the garbage that Hollywood puts out? Why not redeem the time you're spending at home with your family and watch something that affirms our American values? For a limited time, you can purchase No Safe Spaces, starring Dennis Prager and Adam Carolla. Go to nosafespaces.com to stream the number one political documentary of 2019. Free speech is under attack now more than ever. Politicians on the left are threatening to permanently shut down churches and synagogues. And we can't even open a debate about when we return to work. There is no more important time to watch. No safe spaces. 
the movie that the hard left does not want you to see. Go to nosafespaces.com. Use the code SAVE25 to get 25% off your purchase. That's SAVE25. This offer is only available for a limited time. Send the message to Hollywood that you support movies that support your values. Go to nosafespaces.com today. Hi, I'm LeVar Burton, and I'm proud to be a book person. Every child deserves to have access to books because children who grow up with books invariably do better in life than children who do not. How do I choose a book? Is it the cover? Uh, yeah, some, I guess, you know, it's sometimes it's the cover, sometimes it's the title. I guess I'm pretty visual, so it's a combination of those two. The first book I remember was Captain's Courageous. When I finished that book, I had become so involved with these characters. So here's the thing. If a book's really, really impressing me and the writing is really, really good, I will peek and see what the last paragraph is. Because the ends, the endings of books, if it's really, really well done, that ending, that last thought should rock you. I am a book person. And if you're a book person, too, read to a child and spark a lifetime of ambition. Join me at bookpeopleunite.org because reading is fundamental. A public service announcement brought to you by Reading is Fundamental, Library of Congress, and the Ad Council. It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes. And you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org. But you're probably not going to. Nope. I'm sure you've got a perfectly good excuse. Kids, work, <laughs> I get it. You're busy. So what better time than now? Let's begin. Raise one finger if you're a man. Ladies, none yet. Oh, count in your head if you're driving. Now, three more fingers for everyone over 60, two over 50, one over 40, one more if you're not physically active, another finger if anyone in your family has type 2 diabetes, another if you've got high blood pressure, if you're overweight, raise another finger, two if you're very overweight, and three if you're really overweight. You've just taken the world's first audio prediabetes test. And if you're holding up five or more fingers, visit doihaveprediabetes.org or talk to your doctor. There's no excuse because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. All about that demon, all the mobile, the metal monster with the polyglass wheels and results of the dream of Henry Ford. everybody 34 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock let me tell you about another good shop in uh, in the city of phoenix automatic transmission exchange is a great shop he's at 40th street in van buren he's been there for a very very long time phil knew barney rubble um, when barney rubble was driving a car with stone wheels that's how old phil is but he's really really good at transmission so he's the only transmission shop in the phoenix area that i can recommend to you and i know that because he's been around a long time and that's part of the reason that's a lot of the reason because he's good at what he does so automatic transmission exchange we call it ate and let's go back to jay jay you have another question um well actually we we're still on the same issue <laughs> i don't think okay. we uh, actually got much um figured out on this I was starting to say that um, what on this transmission shifting thing, what happens is the tack light doesn't come on, the shift light doesn't come on uh, when it's malfunctioning. Uh, what I have done, and it'll never come on while you, if you take off that way, start driving, it'll, uh, it won't come on by itself. However, what I've done a couple times is found a, a space in the highway. I'm not crowded. I'll throw it into neutral, uh, turn the key off, to off position 
uh, restarted and everything works. Um, the shift light comes on, the tack comes on, speedometer comes on. Okay. And my, my point, Jay, work. is is that all of these are symptoms of the problem. So we have to go backwards from what you're telling us. I think it's in, yep. not in your best interest for us to start replacing all the parts that you're talking about. So it's not really a matter of, of if we duplicate it, we can see it, and then we know what circuits to check, and then we're probably going to find a loose wire or a bad connection or whatever, whatever, and that'll fix all the things you talked about. Yep. Those are the symptoms, but no one, including the very best technician in the whole wide world that I know of, and it's not me, no one's going to be able to go back through those kinds of electronic abnormalities and tell you what's on the root side. I remember a while, and, and you're probably the same way, Kevin, we had a car come in that the horn would honk intermittently, and I'm, I'm jazzing this up, okay? The car would start on its own and shut off, and the windows would roll up and down and all that kind of stuff, all with these weird problems. Someone had done some intake manifold work, and they didn't hook up the ground wire between the firewall and the back of the block. And that was it. Sure. So it's a matter of, and what clued in this technician who told me this, he says the intake manifold and the valve covers were all painted. So I knew somebody had just been in that part of the motor. So the battery goes from there to the engine and then the engine to the frame and from the back of the engine to the, to the cowl, which is the part underneath the windshield. And we're going to ground everything on the car by hopscotching the ground around. So I don't know what it is, but I can tell you there's lots of guys in this town can fix it for you. It's just a matter well, of you Well, I'm just wondering, can you, can, do you think there's a possibility the ignition switch is, uh, is faulty on this or the PCM? I did pull some codes off of the uh, OBD2. Okay. They're uh, PO740, PO753, what, what are they? Just give me the names of them. Just give me the names of them. Well, I think that I don't have a Okay, I can't tell you because there's about 400 codes, so I can't keep them all in my mind. I don't know. If you want to put an ignition switch in it, go ahead. If you want to just go by the codes, go ahead. It's okay. I've given you the best advice I can give you. I would just give the symptoms to a shop and ask them what their diagnostic process is. But can it be the ignition switch? Yeah, but your symptoms, the ignition switch isn't going to come and go. So when the ignition switch loses its ability to work, most of the time that circuit's just gone. So I don't know. I, I don't know. So and and of course all the guys on the internet can guess on what's wrong with it, but they're not going to be any better than I am. And even though Chuck and I have worked on, I don't know. I got thirty-eight thousand customers, and I've got. 300,000 work orders, so I think we've probably worked on our fair share. This isn't going to be a tough thing, Jay. It isn't going to be a tough thing. Take it to a shop and have them do it, or if you want to guess, certainly you're you're welcome to do that. Sam, good morning to you. How can we help you? Oh, hi. Um, I got a question about wheel bearings, front wheel bearings on okay. a 95 Chevy Astrovan. I know you've talked before about uh, you can preload by turning left or right and listen if it's got a whine or you're, re you're loading one of the bearings so you know which one it is. Can you explain that? Sure, I can. Sure, I can. Um, what they're talking about, Kevin, is is in the past we've talked about. Am I am I getting some feed? Oh, I push that button and then the feedback goes away. I'm sorry, Gil. That's my fault. When you're taking a sweeping right turn on a clover leaf at 40 or 50 miles an hour. Right turn, you're loading the outside bearing on the left side and the inside bearing on the right side. 
Does that make okay, sense to you? Uh, yeah, you're, ro- you're loading the right outer. And you make a right turn. You're, you, no, you're, you're on the right inner and the left outer. The vehicle is leaning to the left as you turn right on this cloverleaf. So if you think about it, and it's got four wheel bearings in the front, when you're making this right turn on the cloverleaf, it's the outside bearing on the left side and the inside bearing on the right side. But but let me ask you a question. If you've got a bearing noise and you know it's a noise, you're not going to replace just one bearing on your Astro van. You're going to repla- take the hub off. There's going to be metal all over. You're going to clean it all up. You're going to put new races and new bearings in it. Yeah, so that's exactly what I did. <laughs> okay. Do you still have the noise? No. Okay. No, you- I was I was I was making a, a left sweeping turn like the Durango curve. Yes. And that's that's uh, that's when I noticed the noise, and I replaced the right side bearing. I don't remember if it was the inner or the outer. Okay. But I, re- I replaced. I think I replaced. It was the inner. Would that be correct? Um, if it's a sweeping left, it should have been the right outer but it doesn't really make any difference is the problem solved yes okay the problem is gone the, perfect so somehow or another you recognize that and and so if it did it on the left turn i bet it didn't do it on the right turn that's right it did okay. not do all right it. so what we do sometimes and kevin you'll you'll we take two guys out there and they drive this astro van and so they're both sitting with their feet flat on the ground. Of course, the driver's using his right foot for the throttle, but his left foot is flat on the, on the carpet. So they're going to do a clover leaf to the right and clover leaf to the left. The two of them will decide <laughs> where that noise is at. It's going to come from the right side or the left side. Sometimes we go out behind the bashes and we just start going in tight circles. And right. so when then we switch places. And then the two tech, when the two guys go, what do you think it's this? I think it's on the driver's side. I think it's on the driver's side, too. So by switching places, you're going to actually figure it out. But you did a good job. If the noise is gone, then if you need, okay. a, if you need a job, uh, then. Yeah. <laughs> and, and there was another thing. Is like I used to uh, work at gas stations when I was, you know, 17 or 18. And, and this was uh, like at, at 75th Avenue and uh, Indian School, Woody's Inco. And a guy came in there, and he he said, uh, "Yeah, I have a dollar's worth." So I go back to the pump and pump him a dollar, you know. And he you know, go to the window and get paid, and he gives me fifty cents. And I said, uh, "You owe me fifty cents." He said, "No, I said a half a dollar's worth." Oh, yeah, I got took on that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was it was Chuck and I have story just like you do. Chuck and I have those kinds of stories where, you know, people would bring a tire in to patch and we'd patch it and then they'd bring a tire back in and it didn't have the marks on it where we marked the valve stem with yellow chalk and it was blown up and they said, oh, it's your tire. And then you go over to the car and it's still got the tire we patched and it's got the yellow mark where the valve stem was at. And so now you have this battle between the two of them. But anyway, thank you very much, Sam. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. 
You know, spring cleaning doesn't just mean the deep clean you do around the house once a year. You may want to do some tidying up for your business's digital marketing, and Salem Surround can help. We give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and learn how to get your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundphoenix.com. Surroundphoenix.com. Connecting you with new customers. Okay, Simon, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. And what do people normally wear? Clothes. Exactly. So now Mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Clothes keep us warm, they look good, and if we go out without them, the neighbors will talk. So it's important to know how to get dressed. Here's how it's done. Underwear always comes first, name, tag of the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole, or you have to start all over. If you're wearing a tie, it goes over, round, round, through, and pull tight. Tuck your shirt into your pants and zip up your fly. Socks going first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and you're left with bunny ears. I love bunnies. Good to know. Now remember, spots don't go with stripes, socks don't go with sandals, and if you've tucked in your shirt, wear a belt. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But spending just two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier and could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. For fun two-minute videos to watch while brushing, visit 2min2x.org. That's 2min2x.org. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Miles, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. Captain Eric Lawrence was training Afghan soldiers when his truck was hit by an IED. I was on the way from Kandahar to Klot, uh, hit an IED that just took the truck and threw it up in the air and slammed it on the ground. I knew at first that I, I got hurt pretty bad because I couldn't move my legs. I sat home alone for months. I didn't want that anymore. I wanted to go back to work. I was hesitant at first, you know, because I didn't work for a good year. I want to be a productive person. I want to be a drain on society. I want to be a positive thing in society. PBA helped me write my resume, got me a job interview. I got the job. Helping veterans like Eric is what we've done for over 65 years. Paralyzed Veterans of America, paving access for veterans' employment through Operation PAVE. For more information, visit pva.org. A public service message from Paralyzed Veterans of America. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. I am proud to defend our nation. Proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference. I am proud to be part of something larger than me and to serve my country. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving in the Air Force Reserve. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. I am proud to be a member. I am proud to protect our Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. 46 minutes after the hour, and I'm going to turn my headphones back up. So 46 minutes after the hour, we got 15 minutes left in the show, 602-508-0960. There's two shops in North Phoenix that I want to tell you that are not only good friends, but they're great shops. you got Kurt's Auto Repair at I-17 and Bell. He's been around the block. He's really good with gas and diesel. He has some really strong technicians, but what's special about Kurt is he's a master tech. So there's not likely to be some of that BS that starts at the ground level and gets to his because he knows cars a little better than the average bear. But he doesn't need to do that because he does a really good job on domestic and foreign cars, both gas and diesel. So if you're near I-17 and Bell, northeast corner, and you don't have a shop, may I suggest Kurtz Auto. 
On the other side of the coin, just up the road a couple of miles, two or three miles, is Action Auto Repair at I-17 in Deer Valley. Kurt and and uh, Kurt is really good friends with Action Auto Repair. You know, I just forgot his first name. Gee, Tom. Thank you. So I'm looking at all this paperwork with a lot of names on it. I just love. Anyway, Tom has been around a long time. Tom and Kurt are the very best of friends, and it's not uncommon if one of them has a problem and they just can't see the forest for the trees. They'll have somebody else come over. So two heads are always better than one, and that works well. So those guys are very best of friends, but one of them is on the northwest corner of I-17 in Deer Valley, and the other one is on the northeast corner of I-17 and Bell. So that's Kurtz Automotive and Action Auto Repair. Both of those guys are really, really good guys. So so is Auto Dynamics on Grand, north, on 99th Avenue North, right? North of Grand? Northwest corner. Northwest corner. Okay. I'll get it right, but you guys out in Sun City got cars running, dia- streets running diagonal. Crazy. And, and nobody else does here at all. Not in Tempe, anyway. <laughs> we don't have those diagonal. Oh, we're on the northwest corner. So anyway, Kevin, what kind of, uh, do you have lots of families that do business with you, or is your particular area typically mom and dad that are retired and the kids are all grown up? Well, to be honest with you, um, we've got quite a few families. We we primarily are in a retirement area and a retirement community, um, but a lot of those folks have been coming to us for many, many years, and they've referred their kids and then their kids' kids. So, I mean, we, we, we do... Uh, what hours of operations do the slate, the taskmasters make you run? I think it was 12 hours a day last time I talked to you, seven days a week. Pretty darn close, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Derek? Did you want to try to answer that? No? Okay. How many? What's your hours? Where it's, uh, Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Okay, okay. And that's a really good thing on the Saturdays. We've backed off on the Saturdays because we're running from seven in the morning till six at night. Right. And and but the Saturday, there's lots of people that need help on Saturdays. But we're surrounded with lots of shops that do Saturdays. It's it's what we found is that it, there's nothing wrong with Saturdays, but a lot of it is diagnostic that shows up on Monday. Sure. And we you push it back until Monday. The problem with us is is Monday's already booked on Thursday, so it's hard for us to transition that from Saturday. Maybe it has to be Tuesday or Wednesday. And a lot of shops, I'm sure yours gets ahead a day or so in appointments, and so that's what it kind of works out to be. How many techs have you got? Uh, four. Okay. And do they handle everything from transmissions and engines to oil changes and brakes and all that kind of stuff? Absolutely. We do everything bumper to bumper. I don't overhaul transmissions, okay. but um, otherwise, yeah, bumper to bumper. Okay. If you're going to get a transmission, is it from a local vendor? Are you going to do a rebuild on it, or are you going to have someone rebuild it for you, take it out, R&R, and then have them do it? How, what kind of a process? We're going to have two different options. We're either going to buy an OEM replacement from, okay. the, from the manufacturer, from the dealer, okay. um, or I do have a local rebuilder that I utilize that uh, has been successful over the years. Absolutely. We've used them for 20-plus years. I think to draw the line, what we're talking about is, is in the situation that we're in when it comes to transmissions, we're not going to buy a Prius transmission or one of those CVTs other than from the dealer. Right. Because you're going to get nothing but trouble. Absolutely. And so those transmissions are real sophisticated, and it takes special stuff to do it. But nobody's rebuilding them either. No. So the only choice you got is new. Yes, New sir. in the box. And so obviously that's going to be a heavier hit than the uh, old transmission in the 70 pickup trucks. Oh, for sure. So that's the same way with us. 
the sophistication level on those constant velocity transmissions, which really have one speed, so to speak. So you're going to go up to 70 miles an hour. So there's no shift points. It's just kind of like a bicycle. Right. In the sense, there's really no way to fix those. And it's hard enough to diagnose them. Very true. And so there's no place that you can get them. Now, there's guys on the Internet that will sell them. But when you look at their reviews, that might cause you some heartburn. Oh, absolutely. It's so, pretty risky to do that. Exactly. Yeah. So the, And it's still risky to buy them from the manufacturer because if the, the unit ends up not performing differently than it was but not performing to standards, then the question becomes, did you guys, was it bad in the box or did you guys install it wrong? Certainly. And you run into those kinds of situations. Those are unfortunate, but that's what we're at, you know, right now. We buy lots of of transmission rebuilt from different vendors that we've used for day in and day out, but none of them are doing the Prius and the constant velocity ones. No, so I don't know of any that are either. Yeah, that's a real that's a real problem when it comes to those kinds of cars. That transmission is the big red flag. Yes, but it's a fuel economy transmission, so it's supposed to give you better fuel economy, and therefore the car's better for you, and all that other kind of stuff. Right. So, um, Derek, what kind of brand of oil are you pouring? Shell. 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 That he just told you that. Yeah. And have you had Shell for a very long time? Yeah, okay. we sure have. So you've had how long have you had Shell? Five years? Oh, I'm guessing ten plus. Okay. And that's kind of nice having that relationship with them. I had a Vaveline relationship from 79 to 94. And it was a good relationship. But in 1994, we 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 left them and we went to Shell. And then uh, probably three, four years ago, we went to Chevron. Mm-hmm. And it really, as you well know, it has to do with the benefits. They came in and changed our tanks for us. And all we had to do was promise them five years worth of, of work. But they were they put tanks in. Ours were old and leaking. And mm-hmm. so we had problems with them and and it was a good relationship we got something they got something sure so you guys are the same way with shell yeah do they bring you trash cans that say shell and hats that say shell and pens that say shell they have (laughs) sure they've given me about 10 years worth of floor mats too so yeah now do they do they print the name of your shop on them no they're just the generic with the brand name on them okay and there's some of them that are starting to do that some yeah. of the oil vendors will start to do that. They'll they'll say, "Give me your logo, and I'll have a bunch of them printed." Right. So, that's that's kind of the best part of our industry, though, is the satisfaction of fixing somebody's car, especially when you hear everybody else has tried and couldn't. Certainly. And that, but there's also times that you hear the story, and it's you think to yourself, "This is a no-win situation," Very and true. especially when it's one of those that it only happens on Thursday at two o'clock. Or something like that. It only happens when my wife's in the car. It only happens when we're doing 62 and a half miles an hour. And and I guess the answer is, wait till it gets worse and easier to find. Absolutely. That you don't have any other choice because guessing's going to cost you a lot more money than if you just wait. Yeah, more 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 um, constant to it. You know. Yeah. More regular patterns. Right. And it's dramatically. The intermittent problems are the worst, but it's it's. I think our industry is doing a better job in explaining to them. We need more information. Exactly, is there a relationship between the engine hot and cold when this happens? Is there a relationship between the weather? Is the air on? Is the air off? And like we talked to that one guy that had a shift problem, manually shift it. Does that fix it? Right. So as you manually shift that, 
Um, I did get a call. That is an overdrive button, but they also have a, a uh, uh, overdrive and a fourth gear, I think, and you can shift out of... Um, Oh, it's a lock. It's an overdrive button, but then they have a lockup on the Prindle on the park reverse neutral. So you can push the button and kick off the lockup, and then you can pull it down um, into another gear. So you have really two gears in there, but one of them is going to be where you shift it. Derek, you know what the Prindle is? No. Okay. Chuck, you know what the Prindle is? Okay. No. Um, do you know what the Prindle is? Absolutely. Okay. The Prindle is the little window on your dashboard that says park, reverse, neutral, uh, <laughs> drive. And low. And low. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's called the Prindle. And uh, it I didn't know that till about a year ago. Some older guy said, I think my Prindle's not working. And I'm saying, okay, just a minute. So I went in to my parts guy, and I said, have we ever ordered a Prindle? <laughs> he goes, I don't know what a Prindle is. So I went out to the Eddie, and I said, well, you know what a Prindle is? And he goes, well, let's Google it. So you Google Prindle, and it's park, reverse, neutral, drive, and low. Hmm. And so we went out there, and it was an older car. And, and if you'll remember, we used to have a little cable that pulled the PRN. Well, the cable's right. broken. Yeah. So, um, but the newer cars do that electronically, but right. the older cars we used a cable. So the Prindle. Hmm. Yeah, a little tiny wire that came down from the Prindle down to a little area on a, a, a piece of the column that uh-huh. would actually drag it right. and move it from park, reverse, neutral, drive low. And sometimes they'd get out of whack and the customer would say, you know, I'm in neutral, but I'm driving down the road. Okay, well, this is a Prindle problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but your dad didn't know that. That's important, Derek. <laughs> Chuck, your dad, who's been in the business for 50 years, didn't know what a Prindle was. I can barely find the dipstick on my car. <laughs> <laughs> Let alone a Prindle. <laughs> I'd have to Google it, too. <laughs> you know, Googling things is just unbelievable. It's, yeah. it's unbelievable. I was talking to a guy the other day that was Hispanic, and we could talk on our phones. I could I could talk to it and interpret it to Spanish and hand it to him, and then he could turn around. And he used lots of bad words. My phone didn't necessarily use those bad words, but uh, he did. But that was really interesting, the technology. What's our kids going to do? Here's what I'm, my fear is. Our kids are going to be like the Jetsons. They're going to fly around in their cars. Hmm. What about that? Very possible. Can you imagine fixing those cars with the risk being that if you don't fix a ride, it's going to crash? Hmm. Yeah. That that would, they better have a parachute on that Jetson car in case, in case, the risk and reward it kind of gets out of hand. I think I agree. So, it makes a big difference. Well, the newer model cars, Chuck, are much better than the older model cars. They last a lot longer. The engines will go two or three hundred thousand miles. And mm-hmm. I think you'll agree with me that most of the time, we ended up doing a transmission at thirty, forty, fifty, sixty, seventy thousand miles on the cars that we broke into. Mm-hmm. And certainly between around one hundred fifty, they were blowing smokes a doggone bad. You couldn't drive them. Oh yeah. So when people talk about two or three hundred thousand miles on a car. Um, they don't really understand what that is. Mm-hmm. But that one guy that had 200,000 miles, right? eight mi- eight times around the earth. It, yeah. it puts it in perspective for you. Yeah. So it uh, it's easier to understand. That car is really giving you good service. Oh, it's only got 200,000 miles. I know, but that's eight times around the earth. I haven't driven that. Okay. That's right. <laughs> anyway, anyway, Auto Dynamics, thank you. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Chuck. Thank you, Derek. And for the rest of you, please drive safely, wear your seatbelt, and if somebody does something nice for you, then stick your arm out the window and say thank you. We don't do that as much as we do. I'll see you next Saturday.